founder Deanne, and welcome to my podcast, Things I Talk About. When I reflect back on all the changes and transformations I've experienced throughout my life, especially in the last couple of years, there is one thing that without a shadow of a doubt, I have learned. And that is that the nature of all of life, all of existence, is to constantly be moving forward and evolving. There was a time when I felt like the definition of success would look like the ability to achieve dependable, comfortable, and unchanging stability. This was how I was defining mm, what success meant to me. However, I've noticed that this goes against the very fabric of life, which is constantly going through cycles of beginnings, growing, bearing fruit, dying, and starting all over again. Predictable, safe, and stagnant energy is not the definition of success, but rather often associated with a breeding ground for things like bacterial growth, limitation, a fight for control, and being stuck in life. Yet so many of us desire to fixate our attention on achieving that moment when we have arrived to the very smooth, safe, calm place. Surely that moment would define our achievement. Recently, I watched a movie with my family called True Spirit, and this movie shares the story of Jessica Watson's incredible sailing journey, and one of the moments that really stuck out to me in this moment was one of the most challenging things she experienced in her journey was when she experienced days of perfectly calm still waters, and beautiful skies. They filmed this so beautifully. The The water was like glass. The sky was blue. The sun was shining, you know, and it was the picture of what so many of us would see as perfect. What may have seemed heavenly and safe and calm, though, ended up being the very thing that contributed to her struggling with the desire to give it all up and to go home. This was the calm that triggered a very real internal storm within her. Without the friction in life that moves us forward, would we really even be living? My special guest today is Carrie O'Connor, and Carrie has a special gift for helping individuals navigate transformational moments in our lives when the universe is pushing us outside of those comfortable, safe spaces. Today, Carrie is going to be talking with us about how to know when you're ready for a career change. After 25 years in the wrong career, she found that her health was suffering. Not only that, but she also found herself feeling sad, anxious, and insecure often. Carrie is a life transformation and mindset coach with a passion for inspiring and helping fed up professionals finally go after their ideal career and transform their lives. 
With that said, Carrie, thank you so much for joining me here today on the show. And I'm really excited about this conversation. I think it's an important one. And I'd love to start, if you don't mind, hearing a little bit more about you. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and maybe how? what did your journey look like to get you to this point to here today? Sure. And thank you so much for having me, Cassandra. This is really exciting for me to be on this podcast, to be reaching more people with my message. So I'm really delighted that you've invited me. Thank you so much. So a little bit about me. Well, um, I'm originally from a place in uh, the U.S. called Peoria, Illinois. It's a Midwestern town where most people don't branch out to live across the other side of the ocean. But for some odd reason, at a young age, I decided I wanted to live in Europe at about the age of 12. And um, I didn't realize it at the time, but I think I was a manifesting person from a very young age. And I just had this vision that I was going to live overseas. And one thing led to the next. And eventually, by the age of about 25, I moved overseas. I'd already gotten um, a degree, two degrees, in fact, one in internal communications and the other one in German, um, which allowed me to go then live in Germany. And I stayed in Germany for five years. And then I decided I didn't want to live there anymore. And I manifested living in the UK somehow. And that's where I still live now. So I've lived overseas now for longer than I've lived in my home country. Um and I worked in the corporate world, basically, um, I basically started working from about the age of 16, you know, as we all kind of do, doing odd jobs, working in fast food restaurants and, I don't know, working in offices, just helping out here and there to make some money. Um, and my my family was one where my father was um, a, a, an electrician in a steel mill, and he went to work every day for 35 years, pretty much doing the same job. And he didn't, he hated it basically. And so my kind of example of what work should be like is about, you know, you get a job, you're dedicated, you work hard, you stick with it, you do your best every day. And even if you don't really like it, you should just keep going back. Um, my mother, on the other hand, was a physical therapist and she absolutely loved her job. But, um, you know, I think, for her, it was slightly different. She came from a different background and she had a lot of money in her family. And so there wasn't as much pressure on her. Whereas for my father, um, they just didn't have a lot of money growing up. And I think there was almost like a survival mode instinct going on. Yeah. And what happened to me was that after about 25 years in the same career, my health really started to fail. And about 15, I know how long was it? It was, uh, yeah, it was about 15 years earlier. I decided that I was really interested in coaching and I went and I did a coaching course and it was like, I put a hand in a glove. It was so me. Um, everyone I coached in the, on the course was just like, wow, you are just like amazing at this. Have you done this before? And I was like, no, I just feel so natural. And I don't know, I just had this intuition that I should be doing certain things and I just follow my instinct and so forth. Um, and then my role was made redundant. Or, you know, I was laid off and the bottom, and I was just terrified. I just thought, oh my God, I can't become a coach now. Who's going to want to hire a coach in this market? So I then went back to the corporate world 
Um, and I just, I basically stayed too long. Um, and near the end uh, of my corporate career, I had pain literally in all of my joints. I had so much inflammation mm -hmm. flying around my body. My hormones were so erratic and I appreciate, I probably was going through a change of life, if you will. Um, but I think it was made all, all the worse by the fact that I had so much stress in my life for me, putting myself into the wrong job for me. Um, the job that I was in at the time, I just, I developed imposter syndrome and it didn't no matter how much praise or recognition I got. I just felt like every little mistake I did meant that I was terrible. I wasn't good enough at what I did. I was became paranoid. I had anxiety. I'd never had anxiety in my life. I wasn't sleeping. I was like a zombie during the day. And eventually that role was made redundant. And suddenly my first reaction was like excitement. Like there was a little bit of, oh my God, they're rejecting me. But the other reaction was, oh my God, I actually might get to do what I really want to do now. <laughs> and that took me on a journey to really kind of doing a lot of introspection to understand who I am, what I want in life. What is my purpose? What are my unique gifts? What makes me completely fallible? That makes me superhero in some ways, you know, it's like embrace all of your flaws because that's what inspires other people and can help other people. And so I did my second coaching qualification and this one delved much more deeply into the human mind and understanding neuroscience and the subconscious mind and the unconscious mind. And that just so, so spoke to me because firsthand I experienced how life transformational that was. I went from being a person who thought I was just terrible at what I did to thinking I'm an amazing human and I have so much to offer the world. And when I left my corporate role, I thought the first thing I need to do is work on my self-confidence because I could feel it. It was just rock bottom. Um, and this course just so allowed me to do that. And so now my mission is to help people transform their lives in a certain, in a similar way by releasing all the fears that are keeping you stuck in a job that's not right for you or a career that's not right for you. And that's actually harming and hurting you, but you're just so gripped by fear. You don't want to go. Um, and letting all that go so you can move forward with ease and confidence and effortlessly make progress towards what you want and desire and so deserve in life. So that's me in a nutshell, basically. Oh, I love it. I love it. So many fun things. I I loved hearing about your journey of going, you know, at, from such a young age, feeling like you knew where you wanted to be and going there. Um, I love that. I have not been, I haven't been over there yet. I There's so many places I want to visit it just seems like it's so rich in culture and history, which I feel like you don't really get as much of that in Florida where I'm at. Um, I, uh, I've done ge my geneal uh, genealogy and I have a, a lot of a strong line of Prussian. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but yeah, it's, that German. it's basically German. Yeah. Yes. So where Berlin is now was where yeah. Prussia was. I'd love to visit. I'd yeah. love to go 
just be in that energy someday. I mean, what yeah. I would say is that, um, you know, you say there's not as much culture in Florida. I think that, you know, I think it depends on your perspective. Like I was just yeah. speaking to someone today whose family was from, um, from uh, uh, a Warsaw and escaped the war from the Nazis through Scandinavia. And they met some Scandinavia person and then moved to the UK. So he's got this mishmash of like, Polish and Scandinavian and British and so forth. And he was like, Oh, I love America. You know, (laughs) know, it just really depends on your perspective. Like, you know, everybody, everybody seeks the different. And what I would say is, you know, everyone should challenge their beliefs and understandings about where they're from, because by opening yourself up to learning from other places and cultures and people, you, you invite opportunity into your life. Your life becomes yeah. so much richer, becomes so much easier to create because you have so many different things to pick from. And I, yeah. I do honestly believe, I mean, I didn't know any of this at the age of 12, right? But I can see that that's just been such a gift for me. My husband's British and everyone says I have a bit of a mishmash of an accent. Um, but <laughs> trying. Um, and I just, yeah, for me, that's been such a gift in my life. I wouldn't change that for the world. Although I think yeah. I am pretty settled now, but we still, I still have such a passion for traveling and exploring and learning from new Yeah. Places. Yeah. I, same, same. So many places I want to see. And I love hearing your journey of how, Um, I also felt like I was taught and had that mindset of, you know, for me, insecurity was a big topic. So for me, it felt like if I was able to achieve that, um, you know, stable career or job, you know, and this translated over to relationships or anything in my life really is, is my worth was wrapped up in the value of being able to have that steady appearing, you know, whatever it would be. And you, you share, I love how you shared how you experience things in your body um, and different signs that were kind of saying, hey, this might not be aligned for you. I experienced something similar in my life while I was doing something that I feel like um, was creative, which most people would look at it and say, oh, yeah, that's fun. That's, you know, that's what you're meant to do. Looking back, I a similar story. My body was constantly suffering um, because of that insecurity. I didn't know how to say no. So I was constantly burning myself out. It was the I worked in the wedding industry where it's you have to be you have to be able to handle high stress situations. I mean, there are more, there are other careers I would define as, um, higher stress, but for the bride that's freaking out, you know, (laughs) you have to sort of make her happy. Um, and nothing ever went as planned. That's just the nature of the, uh, the industry. And, And so while it was creative work, I, which I thought, no, this should be right for me. It really wasn't. Mm. Um, And it was, um, 
You know, it was challenging to switch directions. And one of the obstacles I found for myself was it's easier for people when I say, they say, what do you do? And I say, oh, well, I'm a wedding floral designer. I'm a florist. That's, you know, they know what that means. Now, you know, moving into where I felt like my calling was, what my higher purpose is, you know, there, I think in the, especially in the beginning, Beginning stages, there was that, um, you know, that energy of feeling like, well, how do I define myself now? Is this title socially acceptable? You know, I felt like when you were sharing your story, when you were loving coaching, but there was that moment, well, you know, am I going to be able to do that? What is that going to look like now? You know, and it's also interesting to entertain, but I definitely feel like that part of our role here on this earth experience is to learn how to tap more into our authentic energy, our what feels aligned for us and our higher purpose. So what I would love to ask you is, you know, for me in my journey, the I felt like it was accelerated. The universe sort of was really drastically shutting doors. Mm-hmm. Um, but for someone that's hearing this and thinking, oh, you know, you know, they're listening to your story about how exciting it was and how good it felt for coaching. And they're thinking, man, I wish I could find that thing. But and they list all the reasons, but what would you say could be some of the signs that you can look at that it's time for a change, that the universe is pulling you in a different direction? Yeah, for sure. So I think I think for me, there's, there's probably four or five. I think what I noticed in myself and what I've seen in my clients, there's a couple of things. So I see that there's, um, and I'll list them off and then I'll kind of explain. So one is like, you see a change in your attitude from how you were when you started career to where you are now, you see a change in your physical health. Like we just talked about, you see a change in your mental health. And the last one is around your desire to do your work. So when it comes to the attitude, you know, it's kind of like, do you really feel completely dissatisfied with your job or with your employer? Are you bored? Are you dreading work when you have to go to work on a day? Do you have like a panicky or stressful Sunday just thinking about the fact that you have to go back to work next day? Do you do you feel angry at the end of the day because of something that happened with your colleagues or with your boss or frustration with processes or ways of working? Um, I think all of those things you know, it kind of just affects the way you approach work. It's kind of like, oh, this is just really frustrating or annoying or upsetting. So you find you find that there's a change in your attitude or that your attitude is slid to this point. And it could be a lot of times it's very gradual. Like you, it's not like you one day to the next, you know, it happened for me like over years and years and years. And then you see everyone around you going, yeah, it's like this, but you just have to put up and put, you know, get on with it. Well, no, you don't yeah. actually. <laughs> So one is like the the attitude. The next one is your physical health. And we did talk about that quite a lot. But, you know, for me, I think it was like, and I noticed in this a lot of people, it's just total exhaustion. You know, it could could take a range of different forms. um, But I just literally felt like I was a zombie half the time. I wasn't really present in the moment. And my my physical body was also just screaming at me to do something different. I remember every Sunday before I went to bed, I would, or Monday morning, I'd wake up with swollen glands 
it was the weirdest thing, but I literally had swollen glands every Monday morning because my body was like, I'm frightened. Um, and I would hardly sleep. I would have nightmares every Sunday night as my body was trying to get ready to go to work that I didn't want to do. So all of these signs were happening for me. And again, on the mental health, you know, anxiety, workplace anxiety and depression. I had never had anxiety in my whole life until about a year before I left my corporate career. And it was waking me up every day at four o'clock in the morning. And I would be thinking about work and I would be replaying scenarios or I'd be planning for the day ahead. Um, and I find I just could not shut off. Um, and every time I thought about work, it was like a worry or like a panicky mm -hmm. feeling. Um, and again, generally feeling angry or frustrated. And the other thing that comes up is blaming. I found myself, you know, feeling all these things, but then blaming everyone else for it. <laughs> and yes. I appreciate there are, there are some environments that are extremely toxic. There is workplace bullying. There are situations that are truly horrible. And some people should be blamed for certain activities. But at the end of the day, we are the masters of our own ship. We take the responsibility to let ourselves stay in a situation or leave it in those kind of situations. And the last one I would say I mentioned is desire. And for me, this is the big one because attitude, physical health, and mental health might all be the result of an environment or a situation or working for a particular person. And it could be that you actually really love what you do, but whatever environment you're in or the person you're working for is the thing that's setting it off or the processes you have to work to or something. So it could be for some people who only have one of those three things and they still have the desire to do what they want to do, they might be okay with just changing a job or going to a different company or something like that. Um, but if you, if you long, like if you really long not to do that kind of work, if you feel like a longing inside of you to do something totally different, a lot of people say to me, I've always felt like I was meant for more. And that's how I felt. I could feel that there was something really unique about me that I wasn't letting out. And that is what I believe is the real difference. So it's like, if you have yeah. all these signs and deep within you have this desire to do it, then that's really the situation where you might be thinking, okay, I need to really consider making the career change. Um, you know, have that conversation with your manager and so forth. If the other situations are happening or look for another job, but if you have the desire changing a job or changing company or having the conversation with your boss, will won't solve the problem. You'll end up going somewhere else and realizing that you come up against all the same frustration. And that happened to me time and time and time again, I went through so many different role changes. And after a few months, I was like, Oh, here I am again in the exact same place. So yeah, that's where I would say those are kind of the main signs. Yeah. So, you know, the next thing I want to ask you is this, hearing this, I'm just sort of uh, reflecting back in, you know, my experience and what I've gone through and just, you know, we've, I feel like we, this is a relatable topic because at the beginning of your intro, you talked about, well, this is what my father's journey looked like. This is what my mother's journey looked like. And so we all have these ways we can reflect on this topic. Now, for me, what comes up from what I've seen in my personal environment and the people I know and friends is 
that we're afraid, fear, fear of making that change, fear of stepping out from what's familiar. It's like, I, I, you know, society programs us to where it's like, we'd rather stay in the familiar Mm -hmm. and be unhappy than to confront the fear of the unknown. Would you have any affirmations, tips, suggestions of what would be a step that someone could take in confronting these sorts of fears on making the change? Yeah, that's a big one. And that, if I'm honest, that's at the heart of my work with my clients. So I have a program, it's called the Confident Career Change Formula. And at the heart of that is releasing all of the limiting beliefs and emotions that are driving your behavior. I would say that the, um, the first thing you need to do is get really clear on your why, because your why is your motivator. And I, and for me, yes, I wanted to improve my health for me. But when I really thought about what is my why, why do I want to improve my health? It's because I'm an older mom and I want to see my kids grow into adult, adulthood and potentially have children of their own. And I realized that if I stayed with this corporate role, my health would just get worse and worse. And it was very likely I wouldn't live to a ripe old age to be able to see all of that happen. So when you know what your why is, you're almost ready to confront the fear already, because that for you is such a motivator that it should be the driver of why you decide what you want to do in life. The second thing I would say is um, take some time to be really honest with yourself and write down all the things that you think and believe about yourself that in, in line with just in general, what you believe about yourself. And then also what you believe about yourself in relation to work, what you think about work, what are your beliefs about work itself? What are your beliefs about making money? Because that is why you start to tease out what those fears are and know that literally every human on earth has the same fears. It's just that some people have worked out how to let go of them or catch them when they're happening so that they can reframe them and turn them around. I would say I I could give you a list of affirmations that I find really helpful But the truth about affirmations is that they only really sink in if you let go of what's kind of keeping them from going in, if that makes sense. So if Mm -hmm. you want to have like a beautiful garden, then you have to till up the earth. You've got to get rid of all the weeds. You've got to take out all the stones so that the earth itself and the ground and the dirt is fresh and ready for it to be planted. When you've got rid of all that baggage, all of that stuff that's playing potentially in many ways, unconsciously going round and round your head. Right. Um, it makes it so much easier for the positive stuff to settle in. And that's how you rewire your brain. So I work with my clients to literally rewire the way they think so that they feel so much more confident to be able to go after that change and being in that confident place, being that person that comes in the room is like, this is me. I'm not perfect but I'm amazing. It's really attractive. And it's like a magnetic force. You just literally pull people towards you. So I get people to that place where they can do that. And then they are successful as well. So that's how I work. And my, my advice to everyone is, you know, go there, go to those dark places, be honest with yourself. And if you need to invest in yourself 
to make that change so that you feel better about who you are and your whole experience with life. I talk about career change, but I call myself a life transformation coach because the work I do literally changes their lives, changes my clients' lives, doesn't just change which job they have. Mm, So beautiful. That was wonderful. Thank you so much for that. I love it. So my next question for you would be this. Okay, we've talked about, you know, the need for the change. We talked about confronting the fear. What would you say, is there a simple first step someone could take in making the actual transformation? I mean, throwing myself under the bus here, you know, I just, I kind of jumped in head first, (laughs) you know, and I know that's not for everybody. So please, I'd love to hear, you know, what suggestion would you give of maybe as as, a easy to digest first step in making the transformation? That's a great example because first I think some people it's quite easy like I think your why whatever your why was and I'd love to hear it but you know it must have been such a motivator that you're like actually I am just gonna go for it and I am convinced that I'm gonna be all right and everything's fine and I'm just gonna you know whatever challenges come across I'm gonna be fine right a lot of people don't go into it that way they need a bit of convincing of themselves not from someone else they need their own self-convincing and so what I would say is going back to those kind of like understanding what's holding you back. First of all, just, just be honest with yourself. Make the unconscious stuff that's in your brain conscious. Sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and write down all those limiting beliefs and thoughts. Another thing that's really, really powerful is if you look at your um, kind of past work history and you put down on a piece of paper, I worked at this company or this place during this period of time, these are my responsibilities. This is how I felt about it. Positive. Mm -hmm. This is how I felt about it. Negative. And then at the end of it, you should have a list of common themes across all of your work. This is what I liked about work in general. These are the things that really don't work for me. And you'll be able to see all of the patterns. And it's really eye opening because you're suddenly like, Oh, that could explain why I'm not not enjoying myself because I keep putting myself into situations where this and this and this is happening. Um, I think as well, what I would say is don't be afraid to have stepping stones. I think some people are in situations that are really dire. It's terrible for their health. They feel like they need to escape. They need to get out. And I would say, um, in, in that case, go for it. But You can also have a stepping stone. You can take a job somewhere else that has maybe less responsibility, only three days a week, but you have to shake that kind of status thing that you've got in your head. We've all got this thing, well, I need to maintain the same status, whatever. Or decide to go freelance. I'm going to freelance three days of work at the same level so that I can work two days a week on building my career or whatever it might be. And yes, it's not as secure, potentially, as what you had before, but chances are pretty good that you will find some work to keep you going. In the meantime, you will know that you're not going to be doing it forever. So it won't fill you with dread as much. You will have a sense of purpose because you're working towards what you want to do. And, um, it will motivate you to continue to work towards your why. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and you kind of sort of uh, helped out with another question I had with that answer, which was, you know, how to sort of navigate that in between, uh, you know, time that point when you decide, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I'm making this change. I'm moving in this direction, and I love how you talked about stepping stones for one. And then also you addressed uh, mindset perspectives and, you know, things that uh, keeping in mind. And we could always return to, I'm assuming, our why in that middle ground where I know often we can look at where we want to be, you know, and fixate on that and sort of get lost or feel lost in the present moment. And that was something, especially earlier on in my transition, that I had to navigate because I was used to, as you said, the status, you know, things looking, this is what I did look like, you know, and now I'm not there yet. I'm having to take each day at the, at a time, each step at a time while I'm waiting for this to unfold. And it was always waiting for this to unfold. But in that perspective, I was missing all the things that were unfolding in that day, in that moment. Yeah. yeah. And that's so critical. And, you know, presence is so important. And I would recommend, and I work with all of my clients on this as well, to find the techniques or tools that work for you to stay present. For me, that's, um, I meditate twice a day. I practice mindfulness. I do something called emotional freedom technique tapping on a regular basis, which is amazing for releasing um, any sort of negativity that you're feeling and kind of rewiring your mind in the moment to think more positively and feel more confident Um, and many other things. But those are the ones that really work for me most. And there's different things that work for different people, but find the things that work for you and do them. This is like, it's not like a one and done. It's not. And I always say, you know, don't, when you have coaching, you should learn things that empower you so that you can maintain the transformation. You don't need to keep coming back to the coach, to the counselor, to the person you want to have coaching. That's like, wow, this has changed my life. I have tools now. I know how to manage my own emotions and deal with myself moving forward. And there was something else that you mentioned as well about, um, seeing things unfolding that made me um, also remember that it's obviously incredibly important to have a plan. And while with these kinds of things, there has to be so much flexibility built in and you don't know how it's all going to unfold, but there is something about having some sort of a plan because you do want to feel like you're working towards something. And I do that in a, a, a reverse engineered way with my clients, which is a subconscious technique, which helps you kind of feel more positive about the that kind of goal and the, and the future. And what you do is you say, well, if my, my goal is in a year's time to have achieved this in my career, what are you doing for the last three months to get me there? And then you go to the next three months back and then, and then you get to like the month before that's just ahead of you or the next two weeks before ahead of you. And then it's one week ahead. And then it's like, Oh, it's the next day. Well, what am I going to do tomorrow? And it's a really powerful way of seeing how what you do today or tomorrow is going to get you to that end point. And I always encourage my clients to, you know, every week say, okay, these are my goals for the week. And then the day, you know, the day before you say, okay, these are the actions I'm going to take the next day to kind of help move me towards achieving my goals for the week. And everything should really line up to that end goal um, that you're working towards. And my clients find that incredibly helpful and really motivating. 
Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You've done a great job too throughout this podcast sharing the different ways in which you work with your clients. I, I love it. I love it. Um, so now what would you say, um, your, your favorite way for people to get in touch, um, or connect with you would be? Yeah. So, well, I'm really, really, um, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. So if anybody's using LinkedIn, they can find me there. Uh, under Carrie O'Connor, and my name is spelled K-A-R-R-I-E. It's kind of a unique spelling. Thank you, Dad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I do a lot on LinkedIn, um, but I do also have a website, which is my own name as well, Carrie O'Connor Coaching, all one word, dot com, um, where you can learn a little bit more about my story, how I work with my clients, Um, and can book a free call with me to see if any of my programs are right for you. And even if they're not, I always make sure that everyone goes away with a few bits of advice or a few things to help them move forward a little bit uh, from that point in time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Wonderful. And so my next question is, I always love asking, what is it you're presently working on, whether personally or professionally, that is really lighting you up, that you're really excited about? Well, that, I, I, yeah, that's a good one. Um, it's funny because I get lit up and excited about like pretty much everything. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I personally am really excited about this podcast because going back to manifesting, I had a goal this year to be on at least two podcasts before the end of the year. So when we connected and this came about, I was like, well, I'm doing it. And then just yesterday, somebody else asked me to be on a podcast. So it's all very exciting. So I suppose manifesting anything and everything at the moment. And so as part of that, I'm also uh, in the process of launching a um, career manifestation online course as well, which includes um, support with affirmations, visualizations. And lastly, on the visualizations, I would say that's also really lighting me up because I have a few clients that literally just come to me for visualizations. And I just love doing a visualization with people because I just get so in a zone and I get really into my intuition and I tap into what they need in the moment. And it's just so gratifying for both of us. So yeah, I'd say those things are really lighting me up at the moment. That's awesome. Oh, I love it. I love it. (laughs) Oh, so beautiful. Um, all right. Well, in closing, do you have any last words of wisdom you would like to leave us with? (laughs) Um, I would say, um, just remember you are the master of your own ship. If you feel stuck, you're the one keeping you there Mm -hmm. and you have all the power and control within your own hands to make the changes you want in life. The only thing that's holding you back is fear. And there's always someone that's going to be there to help you move from that space when you're ready. Mm, Love it. So beautiful. Uh, So definitely for our listeners, go check out Carrie Out. We'll leave the links in the show description. Go check out her work. Go check her out on LinkedIn. I hope that this episode has inspired you. I hope that it has opened up curiosity and made you, helped you to feel like what you could 
where you could be going, what you could be, what you can contribute, you know, is within reach. I love Carrie's suggestion of, you know, her example of tilling the land and and getting in there and confronting some of the limiting beliefs and fears that hold us back because it's important for you to share your gift with the world to be happy and live in a aligned expression of who you are and who you're meant to be. So thank you so much for listening and until next time, have a lovely day. Bye.